give you praise, honor, and glory this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and your mercy, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for your love and kindness, Lord God. Mm-hmm. And we also thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you, Lord God, in the midst of us, Lord God. Surrounded by your great glory, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we bless your holy name this morning, for you are more than worthy to be praised and greatly to be praised, Heavenly Father. And we are grateful this morning, Heavenly Father, to be here, Lord God, in this worship service, Lord God, to be before you in your presence, Lord God, to give you praise and honor and glory, Lord God, to thank you, Lord God, for all the wonderful things that you've done for us, how you kept us all during the week, Heavenly Father, Lord God, and how you blessed us, Lord God, to see another day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And we pray that we will bring your honor and glory this morning, Lord God, in our worship service. And we are grateful this morning and thankful for all that you've done for us. We have brought us from a mighty long ways and we're grateful. We thank you for your healing, Lord God. We thank you for deliverance, Heavenly Father, this morning. And we want to thank you, Lord God, this morning for the word, Lord God, this morning that's going to go forth. And we know that your word is living and powerful, Lord God. And your word would not return to you, Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we ask you, Lord God, to bless the messenger this morning, our Reverend Robertson, Lord God. And ask you, Lord God, to fill his mouth this morning, Heavenly Father. That he, when he speak, Lord God, it will be your words, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that he follows the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. And we pray that you have your way this morning, Lord God. And your word, Lord God, is powerful. Your word is true and your word is right. Your word is holy, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for the word that you have put in his spirit, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for giving him wisdom and boldness, Lord God, to preach and teach your word, Lord God, the way that you have called him to, Lord Jesus. And we also want to thank you, Lord God, also for our pastor, Lord God. And we ask you, Lord God, continue to bless our pastor, Frazier, Lord God. For she is truly the woman of God, Heavenly Father. And Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for all that you have called for her to do. And we thank you for her obedience and faithfulness to you, Lord God, and all, Lord God, that she does for us and for others and everything that she teaches us, Lord God. And we ask you, Lord God, to bless everyone, Lord God, that's here this morning and every family that's represented here this morning and those that may be on their way to join us, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And, Lord God, that you continue to meet all our needs. Continue to answer our prayers. Continue to help us, Lord God, through our storms and our tests, Lord God. For we listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd. And we will not listen to the enemy's voices, Lord God. We do not want to hear none of his lies, Lord God. We will not, Lord God, be interfered with or disturbed this morning, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we plead the blood of Jesus over us right now, Lord God. And whatever enemy, Lord God, is doing in our personal life, Lord God, that he will cease. Because we know that we have the victory in you, Lord Jesus. And the enemy already know that he's defeated, Heavenly Father. And we got so much to praise you for, Lord God. But we know that we belong to you, Lord Jesus. And we ask and pray that your will be done, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that the enemy will not interfere in our worship service. And, Lord God, the enemy will not interfere with the praise service, Lord God. The enemy, Lord God, will not show his face this morning, Heavenly Father. And we just want to bind him up this morning, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we cast him out in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. 
and we ask you, Lord God, to have your way this morning, Lord God. And we pray, Lord God, that everyone, Lord God, here this morning, and those that may be joining us later, Lord God, will be blessed, Lord God. Their hearts will be changed and mind be renewed and healing take place, Heavenly Father, and deliverance, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we thank you that today is the day of salvation. And we pray that, Lord God, that someone who hears the message this morning that needs to be saved will be saved. And we pray that multitudes around the world, Lord God, will come to Christ. And we pray, Lord God, that your word will go forth all over this world, Heavenly Father, Lord God, and people be saved from one end of this world to the other end, Lord Jesus. And we thank you, Lord God, for revival. And we thank you for all that you do and all your many blessings. And we give you the praise, honor, and glory this evening, this morning, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everyone say amen. Amen. So, like you said, Pastor, uh, the devil will not operate up in here. He tries and he tries to operate, but we're just not going to let him this morning. Father God, we just want to thank you this morning, Father God. We want to thank you to, for allowing us, Father God, to assemble and, and praise your name, Father God, and give you all the glory, Father God. My eyes but your vision my mouth but your words may the words that come out my mouth be acceptable in your sight in jesus mighty name i pray and everyone say amen 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 so you know uh uh this morning you know i'm glad to uh uh see the ones that are here i was hoping a few others that said they would join would join us but they will hear this message later. I would really prefer for them to hear it now. But what's important is that you are here right now. But also, we're not the only ones here. Because where one or two are gathered, God is in their presence. So you don't have to be in a, a, a big giant church with beautiful stained glass windows and, and dress to impress for the Lord to be in the mix, for the Lord to be there. You know, it reminds me of a story. You know, this man moved into this beautiful town and this beautiful town had a beautiful church and he couldn't wait till Sunday to go to this church. So he got dressed to go to church. He put on his blue jeans, had little holes in them. He put on his plaid shirt and he put on his cowboy boots and he went to church. And when he got to church, everybody looked at him and Everybody started whispering and they sent a note up to the pastor. So at the end of the service, the pastor walked to this young man and said, uh, when, next time you come to my church, pray to God, ask God what you should wear to my church. So next week he went to church. He had on his cowboy boots. He had on his plaid shirt and he went back into church. And once again, everybody looked at him and, and whispered and said their little things. And after the church, the pastor went up to him and said, son, I thought I asked you to ask God what should you wear to my church? And he looked at the pastor. He said, yes, I did ask God what should I wear. But God didn't know because he's never been to your church. And so the moral of that story, the moral of that story is you can be in the biggest, you can be in the prettiest church, but that doesn't mean that God is there with you. 
you know, God will, I mean, the enemy is so uh, 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 devilish that he will go to church with you. He will go to church with you and he will sit right next to you. And that's because you're religious. You don't have that relationship with God. And see, the enemy can tell. The enemy can tell whether you just being religious or you having that relationship. See, uh, you know, God, God is God is for us. God is always with us, but we need to have God in us. And so many Christians and and whatever, they don't have God in them. You know, they they say they know God, but it's telling you what to wear. Then maybe that ain't the church you should be going to. If you go into a church and people start whispering because you don't look like them, maybe that's not where you should go. So-called Christians out there. But when it comes down to doing God's work and doing a little extra, maybe giving up their finances or something like that, they don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. It's so many people that just claim that they know God. But God is there. But God is just not there in, in the right particular way with these people because they don't want to give up a few things. They don't want to do a few extra things that God may require of them to do. You know, I'm not the uh, 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 the holiness, holy, holy guy. You know, I have to ask God for forgiveness on a daily, especially uh, when I'm at work. You know, and it's not the things that come out my mouth. It's the things that's on my mind. You know, I have to ask God forgiveness for my for my thinking. So I, I, I'll never claim to be all that in a bag of chips and, and I know it all. And, and I never, never, because as I study God's word, I, I learn more and more each day. And you just can't go on somebody else's because your mom and dad is, is Christians or Catholic or whatever. That doesn't make you. Christian or Catholic because your mom and dad is. You have to know God for yourself. You have to know Jesus for yourself. You know, uh, 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 I think it was Billy Graham, you know, he said uh, just because you were born in a garage doesn't make you a car. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So just because your family is Christian and your mother wants you to be a preacher and your father was a preacher. I mean, some of the preacher kids are the worst kids, <laughs> not all, but some are the worst kids because your daddy is a preacher. That doesn't make you one. Sometimes it turns out like that. Sometimes it's just not meant to be. So you have to follow. You have to follow and ask God to order your steps. You have to ask God to order your steps. Some people want to work off other people's spirits and, and other people's uh, 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 experience. You have to have your own experience with God. You have to work on your own experience and you have to learn it for yourself. You cannot go on other people because your mother or your father was a pastor. Then, hey, I'm good because my mother and father pray for me. No, you need to pray for yourself. You have to pray for yourself. And if you find yourself in a church or a situation and the people there when you need help, you know, God's people are supposed to help each other. Each one teach one. God people are supposed to be there for each other when they can. But it's some churches and some places that just don't do that because when you're in dire need or you're in trouble, they are not there for you. They are not there for you. They're they're running off other people's spirit and they're running off other things. And let me let me 
uh, uh, go to something real quick and uh, we're going to skip around for a minute. I want to go to Acts 19 and 15. I want everybody to go to their Bibles to Acts 19 and 15. And we're going to read Acts uh, uh, 19, uh, a majority of it anyway, but I want to start here. And what the word says in Acts 19 and 15, and the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? But who are you? And the reason why I wanted to start there, because if you listen to that, the evil spirit said, once again, let me run it by you again. The evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? So this is for all those uh, uh, Christians that are, are pretending to be Christians and, and not really Christians. Uh, I'm afraid that the enemy knows you and they knows who and they know who you are and they know what you do. And the enemy is targeting you to care, care him into the church to spread the word among his people, among God's people, because the enemy knows who you are. The enemy knows that you are pretending to be a Christian, but when somebody asks you for help, you bag up in a corner and no, I, I can't help you. And that's just not the way the church runs because the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? But who are you? And we're talking about an evil spirit that's in somebody asking them, who are you? But let's get to the to the bulk of this story. Let's go to Acts uh, uh, 19 and 11 to explain what I'm really talking about here. Because, you know, it, it's so many people. I know uh, 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 Sabrina remembers a, a miracle revival out there in uh, uh, Maywood, Illinois, off St. Charles Road and, and Progressive Church. So those are some places that I, I, I went to you know, and I only went there because I was frightened and I was scared. I went there once and they told me how I was going to get thrown in the lake of fire because that's what they preach, fire and brimstone. And so all my life I was thinking I'm going to be thrown into the lake of fire. Well, it didn't help me because it hurt me because I already thought that, hey, I'm going to hell. I'm going to be thrown in the lake of fire. Why not have one more drink? Why not sprinkle some crack on this marijuana? See, let me tell you something. That didn't help me not one bit. Hurted me quite a bit. Churches are not meant to hurt people. Churches are meant to help people. If y'all get my drift. I was told so many times, son, you going to hell. Son, look at your hair. Son, you doing this. Son, we saw you in the back of the church drinking. You going to hell. The wages of sins is death. Yeah, I know that. I know the wages of sin is death. But what does it say after that? I, I don't have that scripture, but I know it's something better after that. And all I heard, though, was the wages of sin is death. Only reason why I don't know all of that scripture and the ending of it, because that wasn't a part of my sermon. I'm just, you know, doing what the Holy Spirit tells me to do. 
But I do know knowing God is life and, and life uh, uh, after forever after. And I know knowing Jesus is life after you leave here is more life. So, yeah, the wages of sin is death. But that's not all that we should know. It used to be commercials that at the end of the commercials, they would say you can get that. But there's more. You can have that, but there's more. Just pay another shipping and handling. Well, you don't have to pay another shipping and handling to know there's more than the wages of sin is death. Amen. Let me get to my uh, uh, sermon here, Acts 19 and 11. And God uh, brought special miracles by the hand of Paul so that from his body were brought into a sick handkerchief or apron and the disease departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them. Paul was blessed with miracles from God that even his handkerchiefs, you could you can even bring a sick person's handkerchief and, and Paul may can touch it and that person will be healed. Or you can touch Paul's handkerchief and he would be healed or his apron and, and he would be healed. God gave uh, uh, Paul the, the same powers that that Jesus left Paul with those powers when he left the earth. He had those same powers with the lady that had the issue of blood reached out and, and touched Jesus apron and, 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 and she was healed. She was healed from that. Paul had those type of powers because Jesus had gave it to them. As it says in 13, then a certain vagabond Jew Exodus took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits. The name of the Lord Jesus saying, we adore you by Jesus who Paul preaches. We are do you through Jesus who Paul preaches. See, they didn't adjure him or adjure him through what they knew. They tried to adjure him, but what somebody else knew. And see, this is what I'm telling you. You have to know Jesus for yourself. You can't do things in the name of Jesus. When you pray and you say, I prayed this in the name of Jesus, make sure that you know him. Don't pray on your mother. Don't pray on your your father's knowing of, of, of Jesus. Pray on your knowing of Jesus. Get to know him yourself. Don't be like some of those Christians who are just religious, but they absolutely have no relationship with God. When you go to their house, their Bible is so beautiful on the end table. And you can tell it ain't been used. It's been dusted, but it ain't been used. Don't be like those Christians. Actually, read your Bible. Pick up the word. Join us Wednesday on Bible studies. If, if you don't have time to do nothing else, join us Wednesday on Bible studies, because this is where I got this sermon. And plus the people who I've been talking to lately, which both of them I was really hoping would be here because this is where the sermon came from. The Bible study, the Bible study. I know a lot about the Bible, but do I know enough? No. There's always more to learn, but you have to be willing to learn. You can't say that my grandmother was a great Christian and she's in heaven looking down on me now. Yes, this may be true. She's looking down on you, telling you to pray. Give God all the glory. Don't do it in Paul's name. Do you know Paul? Do it in Jesus name. If you know Jesus, we always say in Jesus name, I pray. But what do you know about Jesus name? 
What do your church know about Jesus' name? Are you in a church that preaches Jesus or are you in a church that says there is no Jesus? Where are you worshiping? What, what, I mean, what are you worshiping? Let me get back to the uh, uh, sermon here. There, uh, back to uh, 1913. Then a certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon to call over which had evil spirits. The name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus, who Paul preaches. And they were seven sons of one Sepha a Jew and a chief of the priests, which did so back to 15. And when the evil spirits answered and said, I know Paul, I know Jesus, but who are ye? And the man in whom the evil spirits were leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them. So they had fled out of the house naked and wounded. In other words, they were trying to bring out the evil spirits of this person and they was trying to bring it out in the name of Paul, what Paul preaches and what Jesus said. And those evil spirits whooped they butt till they was butt naked. Those evil spirits kicked their butts and they ran up out of that house butt naked because the evil spirits knew Jesus. The evil spirits knew Paul, but the evil spirits did not know the ones who were trying to pray them out of this man. They got them out all right, but they got a good old butt whooping. And see, that's what happens in the end when you pray somebody else's prayer. When you lean on somebody else's understanding of God and, and not your own, when you don't try to get your own understanding of God and your own understanding of Jesus, you know, hey, I follow the pastor. Yes, I follow the pastor, but I don't really call the pastor to pray for me because she has taught me to pray for myself. And not only to pray for myself, pray for others. That's what I've been taught, y'all. What have, what have uh, and I'm saying this for people who are going to be listening later. What have you been taught in your church? What have you been taught? Because there's nothing better than the power of prayer. The power of prayer is powerful, y'all. And it keeps me going from day to day because ain't nothing been easy since I decided to live this Christian life. It ain't been easy for me. I've been through a separation. I've been through uh, 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 having kids that I love very much that are absolutely no kin to me. I've been to ridicule and persecution at my job. I've been through so much since I've been a Christian. But guess what? That lets me know I'm doing the right thing. Because if you don't go through a little something, something, you may not have a testimony to give. You know, I have uh, many testimonies to give. And some of y'all do too, have a lot of testimonies to give. But as you give these testimonies, you got to also practice what you're preaching. And I don't mean you have to be a preacher. You have to Keep your word. You have to practice what you preach. You know, uh, my buddy George came over here for the first time, wanted to check out my place since I moved and he couldn't find it. And uh, so I had to come out and meet him. And, and when I got in the car, I was listening to one of my sermons and he was like, boy, you really like listening to yourself. No, 
what happened, what had happened was God had took me back to listen to myself. God had took me back. And I tell you why, because I wasn't practicing what I'm preaching. See, a lot of times it's easy to tell you how to do something. And you may be right in what, you, what I'm telling you, but am I really doing it myself? See, God has funny ways of showing you things. And as he was had me listening to those old sermons on YouTube and those old sermons on Anchor, I was like, wow, did I say that? Where did that come from? The Holy Spirit was talking from me, but he was actually talking to me. Practice what you preach. Practice what you preach. If you say you need to pray every day, then you need to pray every day. So pray every day. You need to pray over your car before you get into it. You need to pray into your house. You need to get you some oil. If you ain't anointed where you live and there's some evil spirits hanging around there, anoint it. Anoint it in the name of Jesus, which you know. Don't anoint it in Paul. Because the spirit knows that he knows Paul and he knows Jesus. And I'm going to keep saying that, y'all. And I'm going to keep on saying that. And I'm going to read it again. And the evil spirit answered, he said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? Who are you? Pray to God. Let him know. Let him know that you're interested in knowing him. It's just that simple. Ask and you will receive. Let me continue. And... What did I stop off? And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are ye? And the men in who the evil spirits was leaped on. <laughs> I love that part. Those evil spirits kicked his butt. They leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out the house naked and wounded, y'all. <laughs> Amen. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks, also drilling in Ephesus and, and fear fell on them and all the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Once they found out that these evil spirits even knew Jesus, that these evil spirits even knew Paul, all of them raised their hands to magnify Jesus Christ. Because it's something to know. We all know that God knows us. We know that God knew us when we were formed in our mother's womb. God knew us before then. God had a plan for us. But guess what? The enemy knows us too. And when we start sliding and sliding and sliding towards him, he starts picking us up gradually. He starts putting things in our minds and, and putting things in our hearts and we forget where we come from. See, when God made us and it'll tell you this in Genesis, he looked back and said it was good. Everything make, God makes is good. Even that serpent who who talked even to eating that fruit, that serpent was good. It was a walking, talking serpent. It had legs. Everything God makes is good until we get into this world and we learn these things of the world and we become of the world. We become conformed to this world. Yeah, I ain't just talking to y'all. I'm talking to me. I mean, I have to pray to God every day and ask for forgiveness of certain things. People riding over me and, 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 and jumping in front of me and my mind cursing us. Forgive me, God. I don't curse. I thank God I've learned not to curse. 
Because every now and then it used to pop out my mouth. But God took those words out of my mouth. But see, now the enemy is working on me because of a vapor. Because of a vapor. I'm able to leave it at home now when I leave about the house. But I just, I'm just drawn to it. And sometimes I feel like it's a drug. I'm just keeping it real. Because I'm going to tell you something. I can never be all that and lie to y'all. I got to tell you the truth because God knows the truth. I'll be reaching for that vapor out and put it down and, and put it in the closet and hid it. I don't know why I'm hiding it because I know where I hid it. And I go to that vapor, y'all. Pray for me because I'm praying for myself, too, because I know it's no good and I know it ain't right. And that's the enemy's grip on me. See, that's the way he's getting into me right now through a doggone vapor. I didn't gave up crack. I didn't gave up meth. I didn't gave up cognac and 211. I didn't gave it all up, y'all. I didn't gave it all up. But I can't quit a vapor. I gave up cigarettes, man. That was the hardest thing to do for me. That was hard. I gave up cigarettes. But now I'm fighting with a vapor. So I'm telling y'all that so y'all can pray for me too. But anyway, I want to continue this. And the man in whom the evil spirits was leaped on and overcame them, prevailed against them, so that they fled out the house naked and wounded. Forgive me. And, his, and, his, and this was known to all Jews and Greeks also dwelling in in uh, um, uh, um uh, and I, the devil don't want me to say that word. And fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that became, that believed, came and confessed and shrewd their deeds. Many of them also wished, uh, many of them also, which used, which was curious, Art brought their books together and burnt them before all men, and they were counted the pieces of them and 40 and founded 50,000 pieces of silver. So, in other words, what they did was because a lot of people back then they 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 worship other things. They had different types of reading and learning and books. But what they did after that, they saw the, those evil spirits kick those men butt, or had them running out butt naked. They went and got all their evil things, put them together, and they burnt them. Because that's what it takes some time to believe God's word, to believe what God tell you. Sometimes you need your butt kick. And I ain't talking about with fists and knuckles and all of that. Sometimes, as they say in N.A., you have to hit rock bottom. You have to get your butt toe up from the flow up and to understand what God is trying to to preach to you. So I'm going to uh, uh, stop right there. But I'm, I'm just going to say, you know, and, and this is mainly for the people, because I know you guys know God. And I know you guys pray. Some of y'all even come on pray prayer with us. But I want to say this, you know, a lot of people look at me and they say, oh, uh, how, what type of reverend are you? Because they so lost in, in their old thoughts and old things. They like you wear earrings. How, what type of reverend are you? Some of them say, you know, you kind of cool. You know, you got a little swag there. What type of reverend are you? <laughs> Man, come on. God gave me this swag, y'all. 
God gave me this. These earrings that are angel wings used to be dollar signs because that's all I used to wear. Remember that, Sabrina? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Sabrina would probably remember that. But that's what I used to wear. But now I represent God in many different ways. I I, I don't have to be one of those preachers and, uh, and uh, thank God. And then when you leave the sermon from which I preach, you didn't understand a word I said. I don't need to be one of those. I need to be what God called me to be. I need to simply just spread a message. And, and, and that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I was taught well. See, God took me places, you know, like East Palo Alto and the Bread of Life Church. And I questioned him on that a many a day, a many a day. But sometimes you got to chase that dragon to get to your destination. Sometimes you got to keep doing things that that are not comfortable to you to get to that destination because nine months in free at last drug rehabilitation center was not very comfortable to me. But God knew that's what I needed. And now they got 30 days. Don't let me get to preaching on that. Lord help them folks. But anyway, I'm going to leave you like that. So when people tell you that their religion, they 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 don't believe in Jesus. Jesus was just a man. Come talk to us at the Bread of Life. When your religion say, hey, in order to get to heaven, you got to pass out these pamphlets. Come talk to us at the Bread of Life. When the religion says, this one really gets me, y'all. And, 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 and <laughs> I'm going to tell you, when the religion says that Jesus was only a man, I, I, I mean, you know, Let's not listen. Let's not be fooled by false prophets, false teachings. You don't get into heaven by passing out pamphlets, y'all. How do I know this? I, 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 I believe in God. I believe in the word of Jesus. You know, when you do something wrong and you go home and say, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary. Uh, yeah, but anyway, I don't want to step on no toes, so I'm just going to turn this back over to the pastor. And remember, let God, let the Lord order your steps. Ask him what you need to do. Get down on your knees and pray and continue to pray. And when you're done praying, pray a little more. Amen. Amen. I'll turn it back over to you, pastor. speaking to us in a way that we can understand. And so as you began to uh, bring the words, you talked about Romans 6 and 23. Okay. And uh, of course, um, uh, one of the things that we use, uh, uh, techniques that we use in winning souls is to go through the Romans road. And uh, Romans 6 and 23 is a part of that Romans road. In fact, it's the beginning of the Romans road. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so there's a remedy Man. for that, uh, the wages of sin. And in one translation I was looking at, it says that the pay for sin is death. It was one translation. I'm trying to look and see if I can see it now, and I laughed to myself 
because that's what wages are. It's the pay we receive. So the reward you receive for sin is death. And so Reverend started out with that, and I just wanted to add the remainder of the verse to it. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ. And the Living Translation says, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ. So there is a gift from God that takes care of the wages of sin, and we thank God for that. So when we heard those fire and brimstone messages, I heard them as a child, we weren't, it didn't explain to us the rest of the verse about what would change that uh destination that we were headed for and it was through Christ through Christ Jesus we could have eternal life and so I thank God for the reading of the word and I thank God for the word we can go to the word ourselves and get the rest of that information if we didn't get it but I heard what the reverend said is that fear was taught in uh, in the early days of my young days, that's what was taught. Fear was taught. You were afraid of God. But we didn't hear that part that we now talk about that talks about God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so that's what he's bringing to you this morning, trying to get you to understand that there's an alternative to the wages of sin, that you don't have to keep on going that way, that Jesus already made another way for you. And so we thank God they used the example of those seven sons of Sceva because it's always interesting to read that scripture no matter how many times I hear it. I have to laugh because, you see, when you plan and pretending, uh, God will uh, let you be exposed. And the one that will expose you is the devil. And that's who you serve it. And he'll expose you because he said, I don't know you. I know Paul, <laughs> but I don't know you. And so based on that, those demons began to uh, beat those uh, seven sons of Skeeper. So uh, we thank God for the message this morning and I always thank God for the messenger uh, and we'd like to hear the testimony that goes along with uh, the Reverend's message because he's been on the other side and now he's on God's side. And there's a song that people sing about whose side are you on? Are you on the Lord's side? And so he's on the Lord's side now, and we give all the glory and honor of praise of, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for him being on the Lord's side and uh, now called to preach the word of God. And so we thank God for you this morning. You know, one thing that I have learned along the way is that people don't always do what God tells them to do. So there may have been some people that didn't come that said they were, but they're in disobedience to God. They're not in disobedience to us, but they are in disobedience to God because, uh, you know, they committed to do, and for whatever reasons, they didn't do it. Maybe they couldn't do it. So we pray for them. 
But you know, whoever hears this message, wherever they are, are going to be blessed by it. And so we have to remember that, you know, that wherever this message goes, because I know that Reverend uh, does his podcast, he's doing a lot of media outreach. And so this word is going to go other places. And uh, as it goes, it will bless those that hear it. the, the scripture says that whosoever has an ear, let him hear. And that's what Jesus said. And so we thank God for each one of you this morning. We thank God for our Dr. Carson and her uh, being able to take care of our praise and worship. And we know that it's technical uh, interference that occurs, but she's faithful to help us with that. And I thank God for her. Uh, and her ability to help us with that. And I want to assure you that we are not the only ones that experience that technical difficulty. I think I said to you, some of you, that I have been on programs that were, uh, or uh, media programs that were uh, countywide, and uh, we've done funerals on Zoom, and uh, we used the county equipment, and it didn't do what we wanted it to do when it came to the music. So again, I say that Satan was Lucifer before he was Satan, and he was the music minister in heaven, and uh, he fell from grace, and he took uh, a third, I believe, of the angels followed him. You know, there's always those followers that even will follow the devil. And uh, he fell from grace, and he's been trying to interfere with the music ever since, with God's music, and tries to pervert it. And so we have to know that. So with that said, I believe that we're ready to dismiss. We thank God for those that were present, and we thank God for those that will hear the message on the podcast. And we do uh, invite them to join us on Sunday mornings for our services. And uh, we give God all the glory and honor and praise. So, Reverend, will you dismiss us now? Amen. So, Father God, we just thank you this day, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for everyone here that joined us, Father God. And we thank you for whoever listens to this later, Father God. And we just ask, Father God, that more and more people would would follow your steps, Father God, and and ask for you to order their their words, Father God, and order their lives, Father God, and, and do what you uh, have them do, Father God. So we're just praying today, Father God, as we carry on to our week, Father God, that you be there with us, Father God. We thank you for each and every one, Father God, and the families that are represented here today, Father God. So we just want to thank you. We want to give you praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, y'all have a beautiful day. All right. And, uh, we see, uh, uh, Sister Ashley came on a little later, but we thank God for her. So, mm-hmm. and thank God for all of you. And so, have a blessed, blessed afternoon. We will have prayer on tomorrow evening at seven p.m. All right, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs>